0: Trust in God and God will make your path straight. And in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. As we look to our secular culture and we look to what's happening in the theatres and the cinemas and all the movies, there's been a lot of movies lately and being a DC and a Marvel fan that I'm really enjoying that uh, look at heroes saving the world, superheroes coming out, the, out and saving the world from destruction, the Avengers keeping Thanos at bay, and now we're all holding out for what phase five, six, and seven might bring. As I listen, as I watch to these movies, I reflect on a song that I used to hear that went something like I'm holding out for a hero until the end of times. In these movies, we see cosmic gladiators and the best of the people we have on earth fighting on our behalf to save us and to preserve us. It shows us that even in a secular world, there seems to be a genuine preoccupation with the idea of being protected and saved. As Christians, we declare that our saviour is Jesus Christ Scripture resounds with his cosmic nature. Not only does he save the world, but he creates it. He weaves it. As we say, he throws the stars with his hands and now they're, now they're um, nailed to a cross. He is there from the beginning, woven into and through all that we can see and touch and know. And while we hold on to our human image of a king, of a ruler, of an emperor that comes with power, with crowns, with with ornaments that adorn him. The image of our king is one who is hung on a cross, who contends with those that are watching him, as well as a thief. Someone who is completely humiliated and brought down into an area where none of us would ever dare to go. When we think of a king, we think of a figure whose word is beyond contestation. In this reading from the Gospel, we do not see this image of a king. We see yet again Jesus inverting and turning things upside down, especially in what it means to be the king or the saviour of the universe. Jesus's life and death ask the questions ask the question that is a king someone who sends people to die for him or is it someone that goes ahead to die for his kingdom and restore it and bring it back to full functionality and purpose as it was attended by God the Father Luke includes three provocative examples of taunts the religious leaders scoff, let him save himself. The soldiers mock, save yourself. Even one of the robbers that is on a cross next to him says, if you are the Messiah, save yourself. If this were a king, if this was one of the superheroes, thinking I'm thinking of Thor here with the God of, God of Thunder with the hammer, he would just crash the hammer down and lightning would go everywhere and, it would, and he would just scream enough and send out troops and people to destroy all that oppose and humiliate him. The knights would appear from the crowds, throwing off their cloaks and disguises to reveal their true identities as supporters of this king who is being humiliated. They would unsheath their weapons and employ their powers. They would change the ending where the king is humiliated and dies and move on to the next adventure. Yet this doesn't happen in this story. Our cosmic king, our, cosmic, our king of, of salvation, continues his journey on the cross to die. Who saves us? We meet different expectations, expressions of Jesus on this capstone Sunday each liturgical year. Year A brings us the king who is a weaver of parables, who is a teller of stories, who sits with us in our lives and brings life into our journey. Year B offers a conversational chess match between Jesus and Pilate. And Year C, which is today's reading, takes our hero to the cross, to those anguished, liminal moments when Jesus hangs, crucified and suffering. In the Jewish world, being a king was not not simply about being someone that was a figurehead. Yes, we have a king, King Charles III is the king of Australia, but he doesn't really influence much in Australia apart from signing off on the laws. So he's king, but he's kind of not king. Whereas in the Jewish tradition, a king was a real figure. What the king said held weight for the community. What the king did held weight for the community. A king defined his kingdom by the reach of his voice and the influence of his commands. During the time of the writings of Ezekiel and Jeremiah, which were written roughly at the same time, Ezekiel was with those that were exiled and Jeremiah was that with those that remained in the kingdom, whatever the king said in the kingdom was still listened to by those that were exiled. So the king's voice wasn't a geographical thing. Well, it applied only while they were in Israel. It applied wherever people were that listened to the king. When Saul was persecuting David... Saul was the king of Israel, but the voice that influenced the nation of Israel was David's. David wasn't a king at the time, but he was king because his voice was heard in the kingdom and it was obeyed and listened to more than Saul's. Whilst the crowds today in the gospel include some grieving disciples The voices we hear belong to people caught up in the moments and the collective power to show that Jesus' word has no influence on them. Luke records that it is not enough just to kill Jesus. He had to be completely discredited so that he would not be king over anyone in in the Jewish nation. They decided his inflated view of himself was a threat and they had to show everyone how wrong Jesus was. As the Gospel of John says, they wanted to prove that the world knew him not. Are we part of that collective? Are we part of the group of people that say (coughs) no to Jesus and no to his word in our life? We see clearly that angels submit to His word, even demons obey. When Jesus comes across the demoniac, the the legion inside the person says, "Jesus, what do you want with us?" And He and He tells them to go into, and they obey. So are we the outliers that, in in cosmic terms, who do not allow Jesus's voice to speak into our lives? Are we the outliers that? are not part of his kingdom because we refuse to allow Jesus' voice to influence who we are. The voice we listen to is the one that is king over who we are. We have read in the scriptures earlier this year, where your heart is, there is where your treasure lies also. Who will save us? Will we be saved by the idols that we have defined? Are we saved by the things that we empower, the money, the admiration, the esteem of others? Or will we allow the voice of Jesus to reign over our lives? Will we be saved by the body and blood of Jesus, empowered by Jesus to cleanse us of our sins so that we can enter God's presence? Or will we continue to hold on to things that have no influence on our eternal lives? Jesus, the one who just the night before we come across this reading today prayed for the cup to pass by him yet instead lived out his commitment to save us because it was his Father's will. He offers forgiveness to the ones putting him to death. He extends one last act of healing in his pledge that the robber will be with him in paradise. A promise that by the grace of the cross includes us. Even though these terrible, even though even though things are terrible for us right now, the trials and the troubles affect our lives, Jesus' death says, Jesus' sacrifice says that death will not be the end. Paradise is a kingdom that is will come. Yet in this last act of assurance, Jesus offers both purpose and hope for those who follow him at all times. He offers comfort to the robbers, to the robber, I should say, and he points us towards an eternal hope, but also towards an eternal ministry that he desires for us to do for all of creation. He does not reign over a kingdom centered on privilege. Even as he is dying Jesus offers gracious inclusion to a person on the margins of both community and life itself. By his example our king challenges us to consider how we might do the same, where we might reach into the lives of those that we consider to be the least and not think about the cost that we might need to bear. On today's day, when we think about the reign of Christ and the King of the universe, who saves us? The one whose intention was to choose to save us and not himself from the cross. The Lord be with you.